This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. The largest cybersecurity challenge in New Zealand kicks off today at Waikato University with students from around Aotearoa prepared to hack, learn and solve their way to virtual glory and a fairly decent prize pool to boot. 150 participants have been invited to the university to attend the event and it's now in its ninth year. Over the two days of today and tomorrow, young cyber enthusiasts from high schools and tertiary uh, institutions will study, meet, learn and network with industry professionals and their peers, all to learn more about cybersecurity in in a kind of fun environment. Participants are also uh, going to be presented with practical challenges that have involved cracking cybersecurity puzzles, defending a server against an uh, attack, and hacking everyday devices from drones to smart devices like lights, fridges and home security systems. There are cash prizes awarded at various stages of the competition with a grand prize of 1500 bucks up for grabs. But there's a very serious intent behind all of this. Event organiser is Waikato University Senior Lecturer in Computer Science, Dr Vimal Kumar. And Dr Kumar joins me now. Kia ora, Vimal. Thanks so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. This is a big subject, isn't it? Good morning, Mike. Yes, definitely it is. It's, um, uh, it's important for everyone of us to, to know why cybersecurity is important and the fact that we have to rely on ourselves for most of um, defending against these cyber attackers. What's the purpose behind the competition then? Is it to, to breed a new level of um, computer engineers who can... Uh, problem solve around these kinds of things or are you actually um, almost encouraging a new breed of hackers to come out of all of this um so obviously um you know we we are training cyber defenders um and not cyber attackers and mike what um we have observed is that there's a huge skills gap in the industry uh, in fact if you look at the long-term shortage list. Uh, security consultants are on there. And not just in New Zealand, but globally, there is a huge demand for cybersecurity professionals to defend against these uh, cyber attacks, cyber attackers that um, um, day on day, um, uh, 24 hours, are trying to attack uh, businesses, small businesses, large businesses, people, individuals, individuals, uh, personal data, and so on. And um, a survey last year found that 66 percent of organizations in, um, in in our region, Australia and New Zealand, say that their cyber teams are understaffed. So there's a, there's a huge skills gap. And obviously, as and being a university, we, we try to fill that gap by, by teaching our students relevant, um, uh, relevant content, relevant, uh, providing them relevant skills and with relevant programs and degrees. And one of, one of the things that we do is we have a Master of Cybersecurity program. Uh, and, and students learn a, uh, a lot of skills that they will then further use in their career to defend against these cyber attackers. But um, cybersecurity as a profession requires a lot of problem solving and thinking outside the box that you were referring to earlier. And uh, it's hard to train for that kind of thing, problem solving and thinking outside of the box using our traditional learning and testing means. So this is why events like this are really important and required and certainly um, have become popular over the few years in the cybersecurity community because they give 
people an avenue to test what they have learned in a practical or pseudo-practical scenario. I would have thought that the whole idea of getting involved in uh, cybersecurity as a, as a problem solver and working for the good guys, if you like, would actually be quite a cool thing to do and, and would, would be quite attractive. Why is there such a, um, a, a paucity of skills in that area at the moment? What, what's the problem? It is, it is a very interesting interesting subject and when um, when people get when students get into it they they really like what they're doing and and as you said it is actually very attractive but I think the barrier is the the lack of knowledge around this as well as um, an internal barrier that we make uh, that people make that cybersecurity is something that you know sort of only hackers and, and really computer geeks do uh, but the reality is that cybersecurity is not it, it's it's like any profession where you need different kind of people different skill sets so it's not, not only for computer programmers or system administrators or, or geeks it's for everyone and that is one of the things that we try to achieve uh, by these events um, by by promoting cybersecurity as a career and by inviting people to come and see what it's like to work in cybersecurity. Is there also a lack of uh, commitment on behalf of industry in this country to support work in that area? Do they not think that it's important enough? Um, definitely that was something that um, we have seen quite a lot over the years. Um, thankfully, we're, uh, we're seeing a trajectory where people are becoming more aware, especially businesses are becoming more aware of the need of cybersecurity. Um, however, I think the issue there is obviously the lack of capital because cybersecurity is not a, um, it's not an avenue, is not, not something that generates business for and, um, that generates revenue for a business. And so it's it's almost like insurance where you where you know, who's, where the value that you see is only after an incident occurs, and so that mindset um, is uh, it needs to be changed, and and, and it, it will take some time to achieve that mindset where we start looking at cybersecurity as a necessary insurance rather than a uh, revenue making making stream, um, and obviously that is something that is easy to do for large businesses, but um, hard to do for small businesses where the capital, where the revenue is, is quite small. Um, so it will take time, but but uh, we're seeing signs that people are becoming aware. Yeah, I was going to say it must be improving, but as you said at the outset, this affects so many different levels of businesses and individuals now too. Like Nobody's really safe from the possibility of having their personal information hacked into or just control of devices, things like that. What motivates the people who are doing this? Is it all about, uh, you know, offshore ha hackers trying to, to uh, benefit from a financial sense out of this or some people just into it for the thrill of the, the game? Uh, or, or, is, or is it everything? You know, are you battling this at all sorts of different levels? It's, uh, it's a mix of everything, but... Um, um what shape that mix takes uh, changes over time. So if you go back 20, 20, 25 years ago, um, a lot of it was the thrill seekers um, uh, trying to see what, you know, trying to hack people just, just for fun. But people have now, the trend has now changed. And um, even though we see mix of all type of attackers, 
thrill seekers and, and uh, people who are in it for money, but also um, uh, nation states, governments um, trying to attack other governments and large organizations and industrial uh, control systems and inf- infrastructure and likes. Um, these days, the trend is uh, towards uh, monetizing these attacks. So anything, so cyber attackers are looking at anything that, that they can monetize, whether that is um, uh, directly getting your your financial uh, information, your credit card information, or getting into your bank account, or getting uh, hold of your personal data or credentials that then they can use further to to somehow monetize. Um, so yeah, so these days um, a big chunk of attacks, their motive is financial. It sounds like the real challenge is to try to stay one one step ahead of these people. And I guess that that, that is true. It's a, it's a cat and mouse game. Must be um, nearly impossible. Um, it is. It is. It's it's challenging, and and uh, there are issues at the fundamental level of how we use internet and how the internet is established. Which, when it was, um, um, while there was some foresight, it wasn't really thought that people are going to be using uh, many of these things maliciously. Um, so, um, well. As, as a result, uh, we see uh, what we see now, and unless we change things at the fundamental level, which will take a long time, um, we'll, we'll keep seeing this, this cat and mouse game go on for a few years. Mm. I want to talk about the event itself, the cybersecurity challenge itself, in a moment, and what you're going to be doing over the uh, coming two days. But before we get that far, uh, just from a philosophical level, I remember when I first started using computers in my work back in the mid to late 80s, passwords were could be anything. They could be a single character. I remember one, one person that I worked with said that his password on, on several programs that he was using was simply a full stop, a period. That was all he used. As time has gone on, the need for tighter security and more complex arrangements of, of uh, like, um, double identification and more complex passwords and so on has become much more imperative. There's so much more for us as users to try to remember or have tools to help us remember the complexity of getting into our own information and so on. Is it becoming almost too weighty, like there's too much going on and it, there's, a, it's, there's a danger that it could overwhelm those of us at the at the sharp end, those of us that are using this stuff every day. Um, no, that, that what you're describing is absolutely right. Um, so, in the beginning, passwords were just a um, a little bit of a hindrance, or any access control system on the internet was just a little bit of the hind- of a hindrance, such that um, you wouldn't mind it. But if somebody else accidentally got into your system, then you know it will be, it will make it just a little bit harder. And over time. The passwords evolved into the main access control system, the way how we get into our accounts. Uh, that was not really how they were supposed to be used, but then they, 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 uh, we've come to use them like that. And uh, honestly, it is not um, a... The, let me go to the problem. The problem here is that we are expecting people to do too much because we are focusing on the tools. Uh, we're, we're expecting people to remember 30 different password, passwords, and those passwords have to be complicated, complex passwords, so that other others can't guess those passwords. And um, and I completely agree with you that we're asking people to do too much here, and, and we recognize that. In fact, at the University of Waikato, we're trying to use um, uh, um, artificial intelligence 
um, to see how we can help users to 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 navigate these challenges mm-hmm. without having to remember all of these passwords. Obviously, there are simple solutions like password managers and uh, other keyless uh, passwordless solutions, but they're not seamless and. Um, uh, so that's that's something that we're trying to do at the University of Waikato to see how we can we can um, alleviate that burden that that um, you know, all of these systems place on on us as users. It is it is a, an awful lot to deal with. I actually find myself gravitating towards uh, services such as uh, facial recognition and so on. But every time a new level of protection is put in place, the hackers are out there trying to find ways to break it, aren't they? That is, um, yes, that is true. That is true. Like I said, it's the cat and mouse game, and it's also human nature. Uh, if you, if you, you know, imagine a child, and if you tell the, uh, a child uh, uh, to not do something, they will try and stretch it as far as possible. Uh, uh, sometimes, you know, within the bounds of what you have told them, and sometimes outside of that. And the hackers try to do the same thing. Um, the the other problem is that while the defenders or the law enforcement can only act within the limits of law, the hackers are not bound by that. And so, uh, in a way, it is easier for for somebody to find a flaw and hack uh, a system um, than it is to defend a system which can have any uh, number of flaws. Um, so that's, that's uh, something that we, in the, in the cyber defense, um, struggle with uh, on a daily basis. Um, but the fact that systems still work means that we are still able to do that job. <laughs> It's a deeply fascinating subject, and, and you know, I get the feeling that we could have a half-day discussion on this. It's still only really sort of skim the surface. Because I mean, a, a lot of people have uh, a, a very long careers uh, trying to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've only talked about passwords really here as as been the major thing but there's so much more involved in cyber security which gets me back to the event itself the cyber security challenge today and tomorrow it sounds like you're going to be covering so many different subjects and so on you've got a mix of some really serious discussions and informative uh, plenary sessions along with the fun stuff of the competitions and trying to sort of hack into the fridge and all that sort of thing can you give me a, a broad outline of how things are going to pan out today and tomorrow yes definitely so um so we'll start with talks um from our speakers and our sponsors so we have some very very uh, interesting talks lined up um uh, from uh, National Cyber Security Center, from New Zealand Police, uh, and and our sponsors uh, from Industry Endays, uh, Cyber CX, Mandiant. So we'll hear from all these excellent speakers um, um, what these organizations are doing and what the future of uh, cyber defense in New Zealand, New Zealand looks like. Um, then we will have a networking lunch um, where the idea is for people to interact and network with each other and learn um, by those informal discussions. Um, and then later on today, we are going to have a um, uh, what we call a boot to root challenge where um, the participants are uh, going to be given a machine in the cloud and um, they are going to then try and uh, perform certain tasks um, in the cloud. So so that's the, the, the day today. And then tomorrow we have our main event where we will start with a um, what we call an incident response. So it's going to be a quiz-like format where they're going to give in certain situations and then they will be scored based on 
um, how they respond to that incident, a cybersecurity incident. And that will um, uh, be followed by our what we call capture the flag uh, event where the participants are given cybersecurity puzzles to solve. And these puzzles, each of these puzzles have a flag that can only be retrieved by solving those puzzles. And the more flags you get, the more the more points you get. Um, so, so that's the plan. And at the end of the day, we have our winners, um, our uh, winners from universities, winners from schools, and winners from industry. And then we also have our grand winner, um, and and they're going to receive some uh, really good prizes as well as cash. It sounds like a great mix. Uh, a lot of those uh, puzzles and, and problems that you're posing, based on real life situations. They're based on uh, real life situations as well as cybersecurity concepts um, that that are um, uh, really important in cyber defense. Wow. It sounds like it's going to be a really full-on couple of days. I must let you get um, back to it. Just one last question before you go, if you're able to, Vilma. Um, uh, Vilma, sorry. The situation globally, um, how does New Zealand rate in terms of our preparedness and our abilities in this sector? Um, the ability is definitely there. I see that um, every day with my students and people I interact with. Um, but the preparedness, sadly, uh, we, we are lacking. Um, and, and that's for a number of reasons. Um, one of the ones that you mentioned earlier was the mindset of uh, of people in general and our businesses in particular and fortunately that's changing but it will still take some time where uh, to for us to get to parity with the rest of the world but it's also the amount of money um, that the government puts in into into this area which is um, while while there are uh, um, while the government is looking into it for example they've funded one of our projects uh, that I was talking about earlier but there's definitely need for more investment in this area so uh, all in all, the talent is there, um, but we need to nurture that talent and we need to work on our preparedness. The fact that this uh, cyber security challenge is now in its ninth year, is that building some momentum in that area though? Are we, are we getting better? Uh, we definitely are getting better. Um, um, if I look back when I started here in 2015 um, and the cyber security culture that we had, what we talked about and the kind of things that we talk about today, uh, we are definitely on an upwards curve. Excellent. Thank you for your time, Vimal. I really appreciate it. And it's such a big subject. As I said, we could talk half the day, I'm sure, but uh, maybe it's a subject we can come back to at some time in the future. Yes, definitely. And, and I hope I was able to help. I hope the next two days go well for you and that you get some great results at the end of it. Appreciate Thank your time. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. That is Dr. Vimal uh, Kumar, who is uh, Waikato University Senior Lecturer in Computer Science and Organiser uh, for the Cybersecurity Challenge happening at Waikato University today and tomorrow. Fascinating stuff, isn't it? Back to the music shortly. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.